out there? Tim on my island. You guys hear me? Tim? No worries. I, I think I think you guys would probably be, you'd be able to get me in church more often if, if you would just play what a beautiful name it is at the beginning and the end of every service. Wasn't that beautiful? So, um, I'll tell you guys, my name is Buddy Josky, and and I've been a member of this church for I, I don't know. Well, I've been a member of the church body forever, but uh, it's funny that. Pastor Goodluck asked me to, to share on Wednesday nights, and I've spoken from stage in front of thousands, even tens of thousands of people. And, and honestly, I think I was more nervous coming in here today than ever before. And uh, But just it's just so amazing to me because I, I was putting on this sport coat earlier, and I remember probably one of the first times that my dad saw me going to church wearing, wearing a sport coat, and he looked at me and he was like, because he'd never really seen me wearing a sport coat or a suit. And he said, what, are they going to ask you to preach? <laughs> of course, the answer was no. And then tonight I'm thinking, I only ironed the front part of this shirt, so I should probably wear a sport coat. <laughs> you know, guys don't see the wrinkles. Um, but, no, it's funny. I, when Pastor asked me um, to, to come up here and preach, and I told him, you know, in my flesh, the answer was, was No. But the spirit was willing because I believe we all have something special to share, and uh, and I was reminded of a story that I heard some some time in the past of a of a young man who who had been given you know pastoral role in a church, and he he was working diligently with with God and, and prayer and trying to create this sermon. It was his first one. He just he wanted to do his just a bang up job, and uh, he, he did well. And at the end of the service. He was at the, the back of the church, and he was greeting the members as they walked out. You know, God bless you, you know, as you go. And and people were saying, oh, good job. And, he, and, and humbly, he was saying, well, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. And people walked by, great job today, Pastor, trying to encourage him. And he was like, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. And then an old man on his 75th birthday walked by and said, good job, young man. He said, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. And the old man looked at him and said, son, it wasn't that good. So, <laughs> so anyhow, we'll, we'll see how we do here. I, I'm just so thankful <laughs> for you guys for not telling me good job at the end. Cause, um, no, I'm, so I'm naturally a planner, right? I'm a planner. I was a Navy flight engineer, and, and we would plan missions and execute our missions and and. If anybody knows my wife, she she's not a planner, so we go really well together. And uh, but coming in here, I had no plan, and I was really kind of out of sorts. And, and I don't operate from the seat of my pants very often. I usually have a plan, and and so this is actually really exciting for me because God gave me a word like I think night before last, right? And and I was like, okay, I guess, and I was at a loss, right? I'm like, all right, we'll just go with that because I have. I have faith in the Lord, right? That that He is going to bring us through, bring us through, and and I'm also so thankful that for this church body. And I've never, I don't think I've ever said this corporately or publicly, but when I sit in here on Sunday mornings, just like much like today, 
I'm just so thankful for this church because I look around and I see every every race, every nation, every color, every creed, every background, and I just I'm so thankful because I've gotten a a snapshot, I've gotten a glimpse, I've got a a peek in the window of what heaven's going to look like, and I see it right here at the Ark Fellowship. So, so that really gets me excited. But and and then the fact that our pastors. All the pastors, starting Pastor Goodluck and Angela, all the way down, that they would entrust this church body, right, to be able to, to do something like this. I'm humbled that, that they trust me to stand up here before you guys and, and, and share some words. And, and we all have a role here, but that's really this church, this building is just that it's metal and it's concrete and it's chairs. And the church is us, we are the church. I don't think Jesus ever preached in a metal building with air conditioning. Um, so when I think of the church, I think of you guys. I think of the church body. So having a um, having a, a pastor that is willing to trust us, the church, to do God's work, and because he's led us and shepherded us, that he knows his fruit, right? You guys know the fruit of the work that's being done here, so that's really good. Um, real quick, let's go to First uh, Corinthians Two, four, because I think this is important to, to share, and this is what God told me to share, is that in my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith should not, should be, should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that's, that's what I, I want you guys to know as I stand up here, my, my prayer is, is this, Lord, use me as a vessel. Your Holy Spirit is welcome here. It's welcome in this temple. It's welcome in, in my body. It's welcome in my mouth. Your Holy Spirit and the words that you have for, for me to share, that they fall on fertile soil so that you may be glorified in the heavens. Amen? Okay, so the, I believe God has a great sense of humor. It's probably why I'm up here. Um, because I was created in his image, right? And, and I like humor. And, but the, it's hard. To, sometimes it's hard to find humor in God. So I've, I've entitled this message, Taking Inventory. Because for the, last, for the last few days, actually, there's been some turmoil in, lo- in our life. And that's okay, right? That's normal. It's life. But I've been taking inventory. And... The reason I'm up here is not because I wanted to be, right? You, you hear people say, I was called to the ministry. Man, I've been avoiding it. I'm not, hey, God's been calling, and I've been, like, checking my caller ID. I'm like, uh, I'm good. But uh, just a, a few short years ago, I've been saved now um, and following the Lord since I was 27. So I'm 43 now, so that's what you guys do the math, 16 years. And but and I, I felt like I was a good Christian along the way and going to church. But I was always, there was something missing. There was a missing component. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't really seeking it, but but I, there was a missing component. And here a few years ago, I got my hands on a book called Power. It was a, it was a book about the Holy Spirit. And, man, I was jammed up. I could not get past, uh, past chapter 2 because either, A, I wasn't willing, or, B, I lacked understanding, or, or C, it, it wasn't the right time, right? So I, I was jammed up, couldn't get past chapter two, but I had questions about what I was reading in this book. So 
I went to the author. I went to the author of the book. Right? If you want question, if you have questions about what's, go to the author of the book. He's the one that wrote it. So I went to the author of the book, and he he ministered to me and shared with me, so that in my carnal mind I, I could start gaining understanding. And I asked God, God, where I don't understand, help me to understand. And over time, shortly after that, actually, I was introduced to the Art Fellowship. And then shortly after that, I was introduced to power, the Holy Spirit, right? And then it's just been, right, like rocket ship and and understanding and gaining wisdom and, and, and seeing what the author of the book really had to share with me. And, uh, and through that process, a, a prophetic word was spoke over Gina and, and myself, my wife Gina. And part of that prophetic word was, you're going to, it was a pastoral calling. And we looked at each other. And we were like, yeah, right, right. Because, because she knows my past and I know my past. And, you know, oftentimes in life we carry around this, this big backpack full of our past. And it's, it's heavy. And we're just like dragging around. We're like, look at my backpack, right? We're all proud of it. But it's, it's heavy and it's a burden. But we know our past. And when that prophetic word came about, we're like, this lady does not know what she's talking about. Right? So, so I wasn't seeking after a pastoral role at all. And, and then I went through growth track here at the Art Fellowship and Pastor Angela uh, during during that process. She just looked at me and she said, you know, like, we're all ministers of the gospel. Not like we're all called, right, or we're all. She said, we are all ministers. of." The, so once you know about the gospel of Jesus Christ, then that's it. You're You're now. A minister of the gospel, whether you exercise in that role or not, but you are a minister of the gospel because you know, and there's others that don't know. So through that whole process, the, the, the prophetic word, Pastor Angela, and doing some, some teaching. I like to teach about business and business of life, and and I, I got to speak to our men's group, and, and so eventually it led up to Pastor Goodluck saying, hey, I'm, I need some free time, or I've got other things to do. Do you want to speak on Wednesday night? And I said, no. I don't, but but I will. Because in 2016, I, most of my life, I, I always had to have a plan. And in 2016, that year, I said, this will be my year of yes. I just want to say yes to everything. Because everybody else that says yes seemed to be having a lot more fun than me. Right? So I was just, I'm like, I'm going to say yes. So since that, it's just been like, you know what, yes. And we'll just let the let the chips fall, right? So so that's where that's where we're at today. I thought I was going to have a timer. I had to waste some time. She told me to go to 830. I was like, I don't have that much content. No. <laughs> um, so taking inventory. This is, this is all that God gave me on, on Sunday night, and I had no idea. I said, well, what, is, what does that mean? So I think it's good to, to check the definition. So I went on, the, on the, the World Wide Web. When was the last time you heard that, Bill? World Wide Web, um, Went on the web, and, and I looked up. Take, you know, taking inventory, and I got stock taking. And in stock taking, or inventory checking, is the physical verification of the quantities and condition of items held in an inventory or warehouse. This may be done to provide an audit of existing stock. It is also the source of stock discrepancy information. So, hmm, how does that apply to this? I always, I often joke about 
I think it's a joke. I often say things like, you know, when we tithe, it's a business. That's God's business. Or when we go to churches open on Sunday, that business is open. It's God's business because we are his inventory. Right? Where's his inventory? So I was like, stock taking. He's, he's checking his inventory. The physical verification of the quantities and condition of items held in inventory. Quantities and condition. And he just started down like, buddy, when was the last time that you took stock? So the best way for me to teach or do anything is really from personal experience. I think you guys would agree the only way that you can effectively teach is from either something you're doing or something you've done or something that you are, whatever, you're experiencing. Experiences. Speaks wonder. So I kept reading. So stock taking may be performed as an intensive annual end of fiscal year procedure or may be done continuously by means of a cycle count. An annual end of fiscal year stock is typically undertaken for the use in a company's financial statements. It's often done in the presence of auditors. Auditors. So I just said, all right, Lord, let's take stock. The challenge with that, most people, and, and you, you guys will see, most people don't take stock until, right? When things are good, when we're just chugging along, right? And we're just, we're doing good. And we're not looking back at what led to either the success or failure. It typically takes some sort of catalyst or a cataclysmic event, whether it be uh, death, divorce, um, uh, company shutdown, business troubles, financial troubles, like you guys know what I'm talking about, health issues, whatever. It's, it's during times of turmoil that we stop and we take, take stock. What led to that? So I've been doing some of that recently. However, I haven't been doing it often enough, taking stock, like stock taking, inventory, checking the qualities or quantities, the condition of my inventory, the condition of God's inventory that I've been stewarding. But it's all meant for his glory, right? So my encouraging word to you guys is that we do it more often, do it periodically, if not daily. Because I can look back, and it's been really rewarding in this time in our lives that I've been, I've been able to look back and see every moment, every chess piece that God has been moving strategically in place, not for my benefit, but for his glory. And it gives us a great opportunity to exercise our faith that we've been building up through the test. See, there's always going to be a testimony, but what comes before the testimony? The test. So I've been taking this inventory and and looking back and seeing seeing with with optimism and encouragement and excitement because I've been taught my wife and I both been taught along the way how to build up our faith. See, we've been led in the correct ways by our pastors, who is we believe this led by the Holy Spirit through the power of Jesus Christ. So so we have something firm to stand on. But we can look back with great joy and say, 
I see where he did that. And I see where he did that. And I see where he was working there. And I see, and I see, and I see. But if we don't, if we don't stop long enough to take inventory, then God will, make, God will make you stop. If you are not taking inventory in your life and fact-checking the qualities and conditions of God's stock, he's going to stop you so that he can be glorified and reminded and so that we're reminded of the work he's doing. I was thinking about the Israelites and their 40-year journey through the wilderness. They kept they kept forgetting about the miracles that God was performing along the way. They were not taking stock in the blessings. The blessings were there, but they weren't stock checking. So what happens if we don't take stock? If we don't learn from our past, we're doomed to failure in the future. But why do we struggle? Like human, human nature, why do we wait until it's so painful? Don't wait. Don't wait until it's so painful where you're forced and, and you have to do it. Do it out of the goodness of your, of, and excitement and joy that, that we are children of God. And he's given us the written instructions on how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, and what it's going to do for your betterment. You guys getting that? You're getting it. Taking stock. I also was... Um, Reminded of how I've been praying. Because my children, they, they say the Lord's Prayer. It's so beautiful to watch them. Um, and the Lord's Prayer is just, that it's, it's the Lord's Prayer. So we're to pray like that. However, there's, it's a little tricky if you're not fully aware of the words coming out of your mouth. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And your words will create your path. So the Lord's Prayer, you know, our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. And here comes the, here comes the catch. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your kingdom is coming. What are you praying? That your kingdom, Lord, your kingdom come down here. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. And then, so we're praying this and we're excited and we're like, and our children are praying. We're so, so beautiful. What a beautiful name it is. And you're leaping and frolicking through the fields. But, but then God brings his kingdom down and brings his will down. And we go, what's going on? What's happening? And what have you been praying? What have you been praying? You know what I'm saying? You're praying, God, kingdom come down here. Well, what's it going to look like in heaven? See? Wow. Isaiah 55, 9. It's right there. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, higher than your thoughts. So when I'm praying, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
according to whom? The way that I want it to be? Or the way that he's going to make it be? Let that sink in. Because I've been letting it sink in. Because I've been taking some inventory up in here. I got my, my, my books out. I've got a historical record. What, what happened there? What happened there? What happened? There? Where did I misstep there? Where did I not follow the Lord here? I'm taking inventory. Our carnal mind doesn't understand. It just doesn't understand his ways until we are so close. As Gina told me on Sunday, she said she was so close to the father's robe that she couldn't see. She was so close. She couldn't see anything that was not of him. Some people are more spiritual than I am. I just tell you. My mind just does not work that way. But but that's it right there. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We lack understanding, so we, we must pray, Lord, where I don't understand, help me to understand. Where I lack in faith, build me up in faith. We just know that our prayers are being answered. But we have to have full maturity and understanding that it's not going to look like the way you think it's going to look. It's going to look like he wants it to look. So without a test, there's no testimony. What's to be like? What's to be testified? If you, like, you guys know people go to the movies and they love Marvel comics and they love Superman and I don't even know Batman and Robin. All these guys like it's the hero's story that drives people to the movie theater. Who's the ultimate hero? Jesus. It's a hero's story. But it's not but it's not a bed of roses. It's not what we it's not what we would hope it looks like. It's what God's gonna make it look like. That's why we're so drawn to the hero's story. Because of the test. And the resurrection and the glorification of the Lord. Because we as Christians, we know. We know what a true hero story looks like. We do. And we stand firm on that. And we hold on to it. And it's a beautiful thing. So, the hero story. I would encourage us all to be the hero. Because you don't have to be special. You don't have to be uh, wealthy. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to be pretty. Praise the Lord. You don't have to have hair, Bill. I'm telling you, man, it gets better and better the more I think about it. But so there's no qualifications to be in the hero. You know, there's no qualification. Other than the desires in your heart and your faith in the Lord, you can be redeemed. And be the hero of the story. Whatever your story is. Because you're not on your own. We'll get to take time.
take some inventory, realize who's been making investments into our lives, and that's the Lord our God. And we get to be the hero. In uh, Zechariah 9.12, I know some of you guys like to take notes. Talk about restoration. I don't have those memorized, Ms. Theresa, so if you can throw that up there. Zechariah 9.12. Because really, through, through this whole process, there's, there's restoration, there's exaltation, and then there's triumph. And it's in the, it's in the Holy Word. It's in the Scriptures. It's in the, our, our plan for life. It's written right there, right there. What do we do after we take stock? Return to the stronghold, which is him. Return to the stronghold. Prisoners of hope. Anybody got hope out there? Well, I got hope. I got hope for days. And I got nothing left. As long as I have hope. Good. So, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Is that word still true today? Yeah. Had something taken from us recently, we thought. Gina and I paid money to a travel agency, and they wanted a wire transfer. And it was a legitimate business, you know. Legit, it was, how much was it? $7,000? I don't know. Wire transferred the money, and, and just a, like a month before our travel date to Tahiti, Bora Bora, uh, that company filed bankruptcy. And we're just like, oh, that stings, you know. But, but, but we didn't get too bent out of shape because I know that businesses fail. And there's, there's no guarantees in that. But um, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Uh, Monday. So this happened last year, a year ago. Day before yesterday, we get a letter from the attorney saying, here is... Like here is what is owed to you. Just know that we are processing all of this. All right. And we've forgotten about it. We we wash it off. I just brush it off. There's a wash. There's seven grand to, you know, down the down the porter can right there. Bye bye. And we we'd let it go. But God didn't let it go. God didn't let that go. And we have to take stock in all that He's doing for us. So the exaltation, Luke 146, 48. What does that mean? Exaltation. So there'll be restoration, exaltation, which will lead to our triumph. Anybody want to read that for me? <laughs> so it was uh, Luke. Chapter 1, 46 through 48. Pastor Roy said before, he's like, man, I, I'm really excited for you. I was like, well, if I mess it up, they won't ask me to do it again. So I got that going for me, which is nice. What's that? Luke doesn't have a chapter 1. Uh, that'd be, that would be interesting. Yeah, it is Mary. 46 through 48. I'll pull it up. So, yes, it is Mary. What does she say? She exalts the Lord. 
She said, my soul magnifies the Lord. So I'm talking about when we're taking inventory. How do we come through the hero story? My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Remember, we've returned to the stronghold. And it's time to exalt the Lord. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. Or servant, male servant. You take it as you will. For, behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Do you want to be called blessed by all the nations? Exalt the Lord. And then triumph. Guys, we got to get out of the boat. Second Corinthians 2.14. Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Talk about the hero story for you. Restoration, exaltation, and triumph. But it all goes together. I know that in God's kingdom, there are kings and there are priests. And we were called to be one of those two things. We are royalty. You've heard it before. If we are sons and daughters of the one true king, what does that make us? Royalty. Where? In the heavens. Some are called to be both. Speaking of royalty, we think of royalty on earth, we think of it as um, some sort of you know title or certain amount of riches or this or that. My little girl, uh, in conversations about business here recently, uh, she said, Daddy, are we going to be poor? And I said, well, I don't know. Are we poor now? Because she doesn't, she doesn't know the difference, right, when it comes to finance. I said, are we poor, are we poor now or are we rich? And she's like, well, we're rich. And I said, yeah, you think so? It's all relative, I mean, right? I said, why, why do you say that? And she's like, we got a big house. And I said, well, compared to who? Not our neighbors. It's about the same size, Right? And she said, yeah, we got a really nice pool. And I said, yeah, people like lots of nice pools. I said, what else? We got Jesus. I said, well, honey, if that's your answer, then yes, we are rich. That's when you know you're doing it right. So, so there's, it's really tough when we, when we, when we sit out in the congregation, I've been out there a lot more. I've been up here. You guys know that. That's quite evident tonight. But it's, it's interesting. We, you know, we never want to compare our journey to someone else's highlight reel. You know, if you look at actors and actresses or what you read in magazines or what you see on TV, and if they're at the top of their game or you go see a, an action movie, and you're like, man, that guy's amazing. What we don't get to witness is all the, all the cuts. Right? You know what a cut is when they take, take five, take 50, take 500, take, like, man, if I had that many options, if I had that many, you know, but sometimes we only get one shot. But if I had that many takes in life, I'd, I'd probably do a lot better. But it's just not the way it is, you know. So one thing I, I want you guys to know is, like, when I see, when I see, and I've got a few friends that are pastors and they, pastors of churches 
that they reached in their pocket, pulled out the money, and put it all on the line to serve the Lord. And I can see the way that they they preach and teach and love their congregation. Because I know them personally, I can see a real difference between how genuine they are and their love of God and and some other places that I've gone to. And I don't say this in a way to, to be judgmental or anything. I'm just saying because I know them personally, I can see it and sense it. And I don't I don't know I, I don't know Pastor Goodluck and, and Angela uh, and their and their business dealings and any of that. But I do know that he does it better than most. And I've seen him because we travel a lot. When we travel, we go to church other places. No offense, but it's true <laughs> because we want to be in the house of the Lord with, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ. But I've seen that here. And and what I do know is that those folks, like Pastor Goodluck and many others, they've been through the test. And it's taken years and years and years and years of practice. So for us, after we've taken our inventory and we see all the good places where God's moved in our favor, I would encourage you guys to look and see where you can get the reps in because that's what I'm willing to do. After taking inventory, checking my, the quality and quantities of all the good works that he's done in me, I need to get the more reps in. Not because I want to, but because I keep getting asked. And my, my answer is yes. Even when it hurts, the answer is yes. Through that, all those tests, I'll say this, self-control. I think about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that God's given us. You know, goodness, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, love. To me, self-control is the one gift of the Spirit that makes all the other ones possible. People that cannot control themselves are going to miss it. So sometimes that self-control is just doing nothing. And in a busy, busy world, the world has never been busier in all of human history than it is now. Sometimes we just got to stop, do nothing, take inventory, and be the hero. So uh, I'll share with you guys my prayer on Sunday morning because I like to be very transparent. And through some recent trials, I just ask God this. And if you're going through a trial... Maybe you can, maybe you can uh, borrow my prayer. I don't know. I, hope, I pray it works for you, because this is what I've been praying. Lord, if I've been unwise in any way, which you guys know we're all unwise, right? Because we don't just know it all. This is my prayer, Lord. If I've been unwise in my ways, forgive me. I repent. Teach me quickly, and make my punishment light. Because I don't want to be lost in the wilderness for 40 years. So I'm taking inventory. I'm praying to God to teach me quickly. Because i got a long way to go, God willing. You guys will be singing happy birthday for me in about a few years. 35-ish years, I don't know. So anyway, that's what I want to share with you guys tonight. So if you guys would join me in prayer, uh, and we'll finish our evening. So you guys stand.
Gina's so proud. She did not want to be a preacher's wife. This is, God has the best sense of humor I've ever seen in my life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. We know that your spirit was here amongst us, Father, and we're just we're so blessed. Father, we want to just praise you and bless your holy name. Father, thank you for these friends that are joining us here tonight. If you don't know Jesus, I would encourage you to invite him into your life because he is so good to us, our God. Something about being here on a Wednesday night to get us through the rest of the week, to fill us up again, and to remind us of who's in control of this great big spinning ball of dirt and water flying through the orbits of space. That's you, God. We praise you. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you guys as you go.